Welcome to the Intentional House Podcast. Here, it's all about creating beautiful homes that actually help families love better. Here's your host, the home coach herself, Carly Thornock. Hey there, homies, it's Carly. So glad that you're here. This is the official podcast of Intentional House where we drool over helping families design and maximize their homes to be simple, intentional, and beautiful tools for connection. So happy summer. Summer is in full swing. I hope that your summer is going great. Things at the Thornock House are going great too. Our lot is on the market right now, still selling our lot. Three people flew in to see it last week and that's kind of cool. So we are excited. We're hoping that people love it as much as we do and we'll hope to call it home for their family too. So that's what's going on in our life. And you know, it's so interesting The way that we choose to think about things like selling our house or buying a new house or for us uh, designing our new homestead and home that we'll be building there, a lot of thoughts come up, a lot of feelings come up. For instance, as I heard that these three people were flying in to see our lot, my first response was like, oh, fancy, fancy people like our lot. We must be fancy and therefore cool. But you know what? The more I'm learning about my human brain, the more I'm learning to see the red flags (laughs) when my human brain is offering things that are not super helpful to my overall life. And I feel like, ooh, we must be fancy is not a super helpful thought in my life at this point. I can totally dive in and be like, oh yeah, because I'm fancy, that means I'm great and have my worth tied up in who's interested in my lot, this piece of property that literally grows sagebrush on it. I can make that mean something about who I am. And if I made who I am be contingent upon who is interested in buying my sagebrush filled property, (laughs) I think that that would be a roller coaster that I don't want to ride. So as you are figuring out if you want to move or if you're thinking about changing something about your house or you're wanting approval from people about our houses or our property or the things that we own, even like the little things that we own, I'd encourage you to take take a step back and notice this little red flag that can be there when our brain starts thinking, oh, we are tied to our stuff. Our worth is tied to our stuff. It's just not true, first of all. But second of all, believing it causes a lot of results that are not serving me in my life. And I would like to invite you to consider that they aren't serving you either. So let's detach ourselves from these societal or social expectations or validations that we receive or uh, or imagine when it comes to our houses, let's separate ourselves from them. And then we'll be more fully in a place to see other people for more than just their stuff and to really connect like soul to soul, heart to heart with the people that surround us in our communities and in their neighborhoods and in this world at large, right? We need to see each other. So on that note, (laughs) got deeper than I intended there, but the lot update. But I have a little lifesaver to share with you. As you know, I love to share with you my little lifesavers of the week because we are all in this together. And if from one mama to another, I can share something that made a difference in my life and it makes a great difference in yours or even just a teeny meeny little difference, that would be great. And I love to hear about your little lifesavers too. So send an email to Carly at Intentional House, C-A-R-L-Y. If you found something this week that you are over the moon about, and it might be dumb, it might be little, you might be like, oh, Carly doesn't care about things like this, but I assure you I do. And all of the rest of these listeners want to hear too. So let's share with each other our little lifesavers. My little lifesaver this week, I wrote on my notes here, friends in pajamas. 
Do you have pajama friends? Everybody needs pajama friends. I have a few friends where we could hang out in our pajamas and our sweats with no makeup on and a top knot or a baseball cap or nothing at all, just like bedhead for the whole weekend and have the most fabulous time together. I had a the chance to hang out with one of my best friends a couple weekends ago, and we really just sat and talked on our beds all night long. Um, but also last night, I got together with some girls in my neighborhood, and we watched Lin-Manuel Miranda's movie, In the Heights. It was a fun Latino, amazing cultural immersion experience. And it was fun to do this with my friends, fun to just have a little time after the kids have gone to bed to chat and laugh and see each other in a different responsibility mode. You know how sometimes you're with friends and you both have your kids there and you're kind of chatting and it's so super fun, but you also are like half mom alert. You know what I mean? Like you always are checking to see if your kids are still alive and if they come up, then the conversation gets derailed and that's totally fine. We obviously love our kids, but it's so fun to get in pajamas, to watch a movie with friends to be comfortable, to not have to worry about little humans, just sometimes to really get to know one another. So that's been a lifesaver to me. I'm totally an extrovert and it fills me up to be with women who are alive in their womanhood, who are doing various things, who have different senses of humor, but who are all just alive and wanting to be their best. And I find that so, so inspiring. Today, we're gonna talk about using the model with your house. If you're not familiar with the model, oh boy, do I have a treat for you today. So I'm a lover of self-help books. My mom always was reading psychologically and spiritually based empowerment books when I was young, and I definitely picked up the bug from her. There's always a perspective to explore or a nugget to unearth that just blows your mind, always. There's just so many interesting people in the world, so many fun ideas to consider. So I love reading nonfiction books. And as I've been developing the curriculum for my clients and my own programs and through navigating my own life experiences, both in motherhood and in wifehood and in middle-aged adult in her thirties, I know, I know that my mother would look at me sideways for saying middle-aged thirties. Sorry, mom. Sorry. Okay. 30 year, my 30 year old life. (laughs) I've tested out a lot of paradigms. I've tested out already a lot of ways of looking at the world. And some I've really loved and some haven't resonated with me, but all have helped me to grow. And being exposed to new ideas is always one of my favorite things in the world to do. This is why I love school. This is why I'm always reading. I just love the possibility of possibilities. A year ago in April, I had a friend going to life coach school and she wanted to practice coaching with me. And I was like, heck yeah, for sure. Teach me all the things. So she did. And we met together for 12 weeks and it was amazing. And we did kind of a business finance coaching emphasis. And we unearthed these hidden belief systems that had me suspended by the ankles in the rafters. Like I didn't realize these things that I was thinking and the effect that it was having on the results that I was creating for myself. It was mind-boggling. But after working with her, I was like, maybe there's something to this whole life coaching thing. So I went looking. And this is when I found Brooke Castillo and the model, the thought and emotion processing tool that has left me a completely different human being. I'm different in my parenting. I'm different in my friending. I'm different in my daughtering. I'm different in my wifing. I'm different in my existing. 
and I cannot even wait to tell you all about it. And since that time, when I found Brooke Castillo and the model, I've jumped into becoming certified as a life coach myself through the Life Coach School, which is Brooke's business. And I've integrated these tools into the existing research and design concepts that I've already been teaching on house and home and helping my clients with. This is so empowering because it takes these tools that I developed based on research, based on experience that are really powerful in and of themselves. And it is like this super turbo charge button that makes everything so much better. So while we design your house, while we go deep into the things that you're feeling frustrated about, everything house and home, when you work with me, uh, this tool really like lights it all on fire in a really great way. Like think bonfire style (laughs) and uh, helps you apply the principles that I'll teach you to every aspect of your life, which is so fun. So not only are you more capable and responsible and owning of your experience at home, but also of your experience in the world. And here is why the model matters. So knowing your thoughts allow you to create any result that you want. And there are self-help books that talk about thoughts like affirmations and um, focus and things like this that are really powerful. There's also self-help books and a whole psychology, what's the word I'm looking for, genre, field of study that helps you like kind of cut into your mind and your thoughts and understand from an observer's standpoint what's going on. There's also this emotional literacy movement that's going on that's so powerful about learning about your emotions and how to call them emotions and to feel your emotions. And then there's always the behavior advice expert do this step-by-step kind of uh, model where you can learn how to do anything by watching a YouTube video or reading a book about it, right? But what I love about the model is that all these things are combined into one tool so that you can start anywhere and really solve all the problems. It's so fantastic. So here is how it works. There are five lines to the model. So imagine a poster board and at the top of the poster board, we're going to write the first line and the first line is called circumstance. These are the things in our life that are just facts. It's 97 degrees Fahrenheit outside. It is my birthday today. It is the blanket is blue. Anything that could be validated in a court of law, um, this counts as a circumstance. My mother said, please go to your room to me. I yelled at a 30 decibel volume, like whatever it is, we just want to make these things really factual in our lives. Sometimes we think that our opinions are facts, but they are not. These go into the second line of the model, which is called thoughts. So the thoughts that we have about the circumstances go in the thought line, right? These are things like, while the circumstance is 97 degrees Fahrenheit outside, the thought is, it is boiling hot, okay? So these are the interpretations, the meanings, the belief systems that surround the circumstances we encounter. Sometimes these thoughts are um, with our cognitive mind, their conscious mind, and sometimes they are just subliminal thoughts. They're just systems, uh, neural pathways that we have developed over time that we don't even realize are firing. We don't realize we're going down the slide in our brains from circumstance, but they are their choices, their thoughts. And when we can interrupt them, that's when we can have so much power and so much fun. So we have our circumstance line. The second line is thoughts and following thoughts to the third line is feelings. 
Now with our feelings, these are the one word descriptions of the vibrations in our body. These are things like sad, mad, frustrated, elated, hopeful, passionate, confused, overwhelmed, terrified. Any of these words that describe how you feel, that goes in the F line, the feeling line. So if we had the circumstance of 97 degrees Fahrenheit outside, and my thought about it is, this is really, really hot, then my feeling is exhausted. If I'm thinking this is so hot, I totally feel exhausted. The fourth line in our model is actions. This is the behaviors and attitudes that we adopt uh, stemming from the feelings that we've generated in our bodies. So about this weather analogy that we're going on here, if I'm thinking it's so super hot, I'm feeling exhausted, what I do is I look for shade, I complain, I sweat, I um, fan myself with my hand, I talk about ice and snow cones, okay? Just anything that we do, the results that we're creating for ourselves are these actions, I guess these actions we create for ourselves outwardly and inwardly. So what's going on in your brain? What are you not doing? What are the things that you're attempting or the actions you're taking? That goes in the action line. The final line of the model is the results line. And this is the result that you're creating based on the actions you're taking. These are things like, you experience more conflict at home or you don't feel good about yourself or what happens in this this weather model that we're giving 97 degrees Fahrenheit outside my thought about it is it's really hot I feel exhausted therefore I look for shade I talk about it I try to get water or snow cones and the result I'm creating for myself is I'm hyper focused on how hot it is outside always always the results mirror our thoughts our results are always a direct representation of the things that we're thinking about. And it's fascinating how this works every, every, every single time. So with this model, you can plug in anything that you want to take a closer look at, or you can generate any result that you set your mind to creating. It is really a powerful thing. And when I first learned about it, I was like, well, this is kind of nice. Maybe I'll look into it a little further, but I don't know. And as I've come to understand it more and get trained in how to use it professionally, I'm blown away by how much we can do by understanding our brains. So here's why the model matters. Knowing your thoughts allows you to create any result you want. Understanding your feelings helps you understand your thoughts. You can backtrack a little bit, right? And you understand the thoughts, how you're creating these feelings in your life and therefore the results you're experiencing. It's kind of like the green grass grows all around song where you have your result at the bottom. Um, I'm hyper-focused on how hot it is. And then the next level up is, well, why are you hyper-focused? Because I'm talking about snow cones. Why are you talking about snow cones? Because I'm feeling exhausted. Why are you exhausted? Because I think it's too hot out here. And why do you think it's too hot out here? That is the question. That's just based on your experiences and your choices. Because never does the circumstance directly um, predict or dictate the thoughts that you have about it. The reason that we know that these are separate is because two different people will always have two different thoughts about the same circumstance. So let's pretend that I have a friend that's visiting me from Arizona. I live in Utah. Let's just go a little south to Arizona where 97 degrees in a, on a July day, mm, that's a break, right? <laughs> Usually it's so much hotter there. So if I'm standing next to this Arizonian friend and I say, wow, it is so hot out here. I can't even believe how hot it is. I want to go find some shade. Let's get snow cones. I can't handle this. 
she'd be like, are you kidding me? This is nothing. This is not even hot. Like you can't even use that word right now, right? She has a completely different experience of 97 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's how we know that our thoughts are separate from the environment. This is how we know, or this is the experience that we're having when, or we observe when two siblings have completely different outcomes, but while being raised by the same parents, right? They're in the same circumstance. The outside uh, factors influencing them are exactly the same, but they're having two completely different thought journeys and two different completely results because of that. If you want to get more organized at home, you start with your thoughts. If you want to get your kids inspired to help you with your chores, this can be accomplished with thought work. If you want to not be overwhelmed while picking out finishes for your new build, think about your thoughts. If you want to love your spouse during a remodel, even thoughts want to succeed as a parent, it's your thoughts want to make a million bucks. It's all about those thoughts, baby. I'm not even kidding you. So when you understand CTFAR, circumstance, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, there's nowhere you can't go. There's nothing you can't do. And this is why having a coach is so valuable because so often we skip the thought line entirely. We just think circumstances are creating our feelings. We are at, we are a victim to our environments, to other people. But a coach is helpful because they can hold up this mirror to you and say the questions that like make you understand your thoughts better, right? So just today I got coaching and my coach was telling me, why do you think that way? What? choices are you actually able to make in this situation? Can you imagine anybody else making a different choice or thinking something different? And it helps me get out of myself, right? Like when your palm is to your eyeballs and you're covering your face with this problem that you think you have no control over, but complete understanding of, and somebody finally removes, invites you to remove your hands from your eyes and you can look around and see the world for what it is and see solutions I'm like, it's just such a great empowering feeling, right? These solutions literally pop up. You just couldn't see them before because you were too close to your problem. So this is why coaches rock. So let's do some more applications. Let's do some examples here with how the model relates to our houses. So let's take the circumstance of you have kitchen utensils that take up three drawers and there isn't a designated spot for specific things. There are no drawer organizers or labels in your drawers. This can be proven in a court of law. Somebody could come in and say, yep, you have three drawers and there are kitchen utensils in all three of these. And there's no sticker designated or otherwise defined spots for specific things. Just a big open drawer, three of them. That's your circumstance. And then your thoughts about this are, I am the worst at organization. Every time you open that drawer, you just think, I am the worst at this. And how do you feel? frustrated. That's how I would feel. If I were telling myself I'm the worst every time, I would just feel frustrated all the time. And from this feeling of frustrated, um, you spin in your brain. You just keep thinking about how bad you are at organizing. You blame the other humans in your life. They can't put things back where exactly where they should go. Cause in your mind, you know where you want them to go, but you haven't taken the time to actually put them there or designate a spot for them. Right. We kind of do this. Uh, we look on Pinterest for ideas, but we never try anything because we're just so frustrated. Okay. These are the actions that we take. That's our A line. And from there, we're creating this result that you're the worst at organizing because you're not showing up in your life, how you want to show up to them. And 
for yeah, other people and for yourself and for your kitchen and for your stuff. And you're the worst at even living up to your own expectations. Always our results mirror our thoughts. And if you're going to spend a lot of time thinking I'm the worst at this, you're not going to do anything. And therefore you're going to create for yourself being the worst. Because if you never try something, you're not going to be good at it, right? You're not even going to be bad at it. You're going to be nothing at it. You're not even going to try. You're going to be zero. (laughs) You're going to be black hole at kitchen organization. (laughs) Okay. So this is fun because when you, when you understand how your thoughts are creating your feelings, this feeling of frustration that you totally are creating it from your thoughts and that it's not the kitchen drawer that's making you feel frustrated. It's your thought about it, that you're the worst at organizing, creating this feeling of frustration in your life. That is power. It's cool to understand that while you're the one creating these results for yourself, you can also be the one to create different results for yourself. So be sure that if you see any sign of shame spiraling, you just hop right out, get out of that spiral and choose a different thought for yourself. No need to beat yourself up about anything ever. You just change your thought, right? You just learn. That's what life is about. Now we're going to move into what we call an intentional model. And this is, this is when we take this uh, experience that we've had in creating being the worst at organizing in our thoughts. And we decide to create a different thought. So the circumstance is going to be exactly the same. Kitchen utensils take up three drawers. There isn't a designated spot for anything. And then we choose a different thought. The key with thought choices is you have to be able to believe them. You have to generate a feeling from them because a thought alone is not going to help you get results but a thought plus a feeling will generate action. So when we're choosing a new thought, it's always so important that there's some sort of truth. There's something that you can buy into. It feels right to you. So I chose this thought as a different thought that I really could buy into. I know what needs to be done here. So every time I open up my drawer that has all the kitchen utensils in it, I think I know what needs to be done here. I feel determined and I feel confident when I think about my kitchen drawers. And from that determined and confident place, I designate a place for my things. I buy some drawer organizers and I make decisions about things that I don't need and things that I do need. And then my result is I create this drawer space where everything has a place. And so I can put everything in its place. And because I know what needs to be done, I do it. Isn't that cool? The coolest part is that While your thoughts create your results, your thoughts don't even have to be true. Let me tell you about this. Is it true that I know exactly what needs to be done all the time? No. Heck no. And neither are you. You're never going to know exactly what needs to be done. But what that does for me is it creates confidence. And from that confidence, I try and I experiment, and I have my own back, and I do things over and over until I find a solution that works for me. And that's the magic. It is so, so powerful. The coolest part about this, well, the coolest part is that they don't even have to be true. The second coolest part is that your thoughts are so powerful, and again, you can create any result you want. So here's what I do know. I can figure it out. And I know the first step when I'm feeling confident and determined, I can figure out the first step of anything. In this case, my first step would be I take everything out and determine what I want to keep. And from there, I even know the second step, I put back what I want to keep. Then the third step, I contain it. 
get a container of some sort and put it in. Isn't that fascinating that just now, as I come up with this quick example for you, I could just come up with a process and a solution when I choose to believe that I know what to do. The same is true for you. When you decide you know what to do with your house, you're going to figure out how to do it. You're going to find the solution. You're going to find the answer. And it might take a couple of trial and error back and forth, but it's just your house. It's just stuff. Like fluff the pillow, put it on a different couch. Really, the stakes are so much lower than we than we think. We get caught up in our heads thinking it's going to be such a big investment of time, energy, money. But honestly, usually it's not. Some of my clients say to me, just tell me what to buy. This is them asking me to take over their action line. And when I tell them what to do, the only thing that ever changes is that they choose to believe that I know what I'm talking about, right? They're choosing to think a thought. And here's the mind bender. You can choose to think any thought at any time, even without what you might call a valid excuse to think it. My clients could think that they know what they're doing and what they're talking about when it comes to sofas and rugs, and they could make really good decisions because they're going to be feeling confident and determined, right? And while I may have more experience or have spent more time looking at sofas or have done the research about how sofas interact with your family and I can provide a tip or two, the crux of the matter is a thought choice. Do I know more about your family than you do? No. Do I know more about fabric? Maybe, but you could Google that in 10 seconds. The great part about hiring a designer is you're deciding to trust them and you're deciding to think she'll do it the right way. And that feels good feels good to have confidence in somebody, but you could have that confidence in your own self. The best part of hiring a house coach instead of a designer is that we help you learn to think your thoughts on purpose. So not only do you get a home you love, but you learn skills that serve you in every single area of your home life for generations to come. So a designer will choose throw pillows for you, And a house coach will help you figure out why you're creating all this hung up emotion about choosing throw pillows and then help you make a choice you totally love and then a choice you can change confidently at any time because you own the whole process from A to Z. You know why you chose what you chose and you know how to show up for yourself. How's that for exciting? So here's my invitation to you today. If there's a spot in your house or if you've been staring down the whole home setting up renovation process, take a close look at your brain. This is step one. See what your brain is offering to you and decide if you want to choose to think those thoughts and create those feelings for yourself. You are always in control, my friend. So run a model, plug in a circumstance, see what you think about it. Decide how that thought triggers a feeling in you. See what that feeling generates as far as actions go, and then see how you're creating the results you're seeing in your life. Take an emotion you feel at home. Maybe it's disgust that shows itself when you walk by your kid's bathroom. Maybe it's annoyance triggered by the dishes in the sink. Put your feeling in the F line. Put the situation in the C line and notice how you think. You're going to want to think that the C causes the F. Isn't that funny? But now you get to dig. Figure out for yourself what thought is pushing its way in between the two. And there's always going to be one. Do you feel annoyed when you see dishes because you're thinking, I'm the only one around here who cares about this place? Or maybe you're triggered into disgust after seeing the kid's bathroom because you're thinking, ew, I have to clean up that nasty bathroom. See what you're creating for yourself there? 
See if you can toy around with your thoughts to generate different feelings. And the point here is not to always feel happy. Happy is always an option for sure, but the goal of this thought work is to recognize that all emotions are accessible to you at any time. And it's your choice what you think and feel, and it's your choice how you behave and what what results you create. That's it for today, y'all. I'll talk to you next time, and until then, go get messy. just love this podcast? There's even more housey homey family goodness to explore over at intentionalhouse.com.